Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Tabernero, who is here to talk about the results of the Phase 3 sunlight trial being presented at the ASCO GI Cancer Symposium. Dr. Tabernero, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. My name is Josep Tabernero. I'm a medical oncologist uh, based in um, Barcelona, the Valdebron Institute of Oncology. My special focus has been always the treatment of GI malignancies and early drug development. Great. Um, so, would you like to share these results of the sunlight trial and, and their significance? Absolutely. So the sunlight trial actually is the first study that shows uh, improvement uh, in efficacy over an existing um, active treatment in patients with refractory metastatic colorectal cancer. The magnitude actually of the benefit uh, that has been observed uh, is greater than in other trials. And in a particular population that, as mentioned, is refractory to uh, to uh, previous lines of therapy, and that include all the available um, cytotoxic agents and biological agents. So the, all patients have been treated with a fluoroprimidine, with ironeticon, with oxaliplatin, with, uh, and either with an anti-VGF therapy and or uh, an anti-EGFR therapy. So what we clearly call refractory. And the study actually validate um, uh, the uh, clinical activity of trifluoridine tipiracil plus uh, bevacizumab in patients in this situation. So basically in the study, uh, we have seen that the median overall survival has improved by 3.3 months, uh, what actually is not only statistically significant, but clinically relevant, uh, favoring the combination of trifluoridine um, tipiracil plus bevacizumab over um, trifluoridine tipiracil alone. The median survival in the trifluoridine tipiracil arm was 7.5 months, and this uh, went up up to 10.8 months in the in the combination regimen. And this was uh, statistically significant, as mentioned before, with the p-value of uh, less than 0.001, with a hazard ratio that it's really very impressive, 0.61. So all the other efficacy parameters that we look for, including um, uh, progression free survival, overall response rate, disease control rate, uh, time to deterioration of the performance status to ECOG 2 or more um, were actually statistically significant as well and clinically meaningful, favoring um, the experimental arm. And in, th in thinking of the safety profile, actually uh, the treatment uh, was uh, very much uh, tolerable. Um, the percentage of patients that had uh, Grade three or four adverse events or serious adverse events was the same in the two arms. And only patients that, um, the only uh, adverse events that were uh, slightly more frequent in the combination arm were hypertension, nausea, and neutropenia. But neutropenia did not translate into febrile neutropenia. So globally, I think that the combination really is uh, pretty good. Uh, the safety profile is really uh, very good. And in my opinion, this is going to be one new standard of care in this uh, refractory setting. Because you may you may realize that uh, the improvement in more than three months in overall survival in a treatment that it's administered um, in the refractory setting, it's uh, clinically meaningful for most of the of the guidelines and even for the most of the pages, right? That's great. Um, so how do you think this will affect the treatment landscape for metastatic colorectal cancer? Well, actually, the NCCN guidelines uh, uh, already um, 
recommend trifluorine, tipiracil, plasma, in, in the refractory setting. And this is because uh, a previous randomized phase two study was published uh, suggesting, um, you know, an advantage in overall survival. Now we have a formalization of that because mm -hmm. this is a study with, um, you know, with almost 500 patients included. And, and as mentioned, all the different um, endpoints that we look for, all of them are statistically significant favoring the, the combination with a p-value, all of them of less than 0.001. But actually, it's, it's remarkable. So my perception is that this is going to be inc very rapidly incorporated uh, in all the professional societies based clinical guidelines. And I hope that the regulatory agencies also um, approve uh, the label of uh, this combination. I think that this is gonna go quite fast because actually both drugs, uh, trifluorine, tipiracil and bevacizumab have uh, are already approved for the treatment of metastatic colorectal cancer. So I don't see any, uh, in principle, any reason why uh, there should be you know, a delay in the in the labeling of the combination. Great, that's really exciting. Um, anything else you'd like to share, either about the trial or about anything else from the symposium? Well, uh, about the trial, actually, this is uh, something important to mention, that this is an international multi-center trial, right? So uh, in a way, actually, this warranties that uh, the population, it's, um, you know, it's global, um, it's homogeneous, um, but at the same time, uh, it provides... Uh, uh, you know, the efficacy view of patients being included all around the world, right? Number one. Number two, uh, I think that it's also important to mention that um, that uh, in looking at the forest plot analysis uh, for potential predictive um, um, factors that um, would define any group of patients that did not benefit from the addition of bevacizumab to trifluoridine to Brazil, actually we were able to find any group of patients that um, did not benefit from um, the addition of bevacizumab. So again, for an all-commerce study, and this is the kind of study that sometimes, uh, uh, you know, um, have, you, you slightly see that some groups of patients uh, uh, do not benefit as well. Actually, this is not the case in this particular trial. So, um, and about ASCOS, yeah, I'm very happy because this is the, the 20th um, anniversary. So for a GI focus meeting sponsored by ASCO. And, and, and I think that this really, um, it's a, an important uh, milestone. And, and, and I would like to congratulate to ASCO. Um, and also because in this particular year, actually we have very exciting new data in the field of, colorectal cancer, but also in the field of gastroesophageal cancer and hepatocellular carcinoma. So, and, and some of this data is really practically changing. So I'm really very happy uh, about um, uh, this year's meeting. Awesome. That'll be really exciting to see all the other data too. So great. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatment.